some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV, Let's episode shoot this fucker. 70. <laughs> this is seven, 70. 70. Five, seven, zero, seven. Oh, okay, seven, zero. That, that works, I guess. Scott Johansson, my lovely co-host, how are you today? Well, I'm definitely going to be more engaging and more entertaining than your other co-host on your other show. <laughs> uh, did you watch the last model in a movie? No, I couldn't get past the first 30 <laughs> seconds. I keep falling asleep. Uh, gotcha. But how I do are- like it, just so you get the thumbs up. Yeah. Okay, that helps. Thanks, man. We appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks Which for your I don't help. even do to this mess. I, I, I was just going to say, we were just discussing how you just, you've gotten to the point where you just show up and I've done everything in it. You're like the lead vocalist, ready to go. You just wait in the green room. You know what? Till the 10 superstar? <laughs> okay, the superstar is always ready. Okay. Yes. All right, it's, it's you. Um, uh. Yes. Sub-tier talent, okay, <laughs> that I have to prep. I mean, I can just go right in. Uh, okay. Yeah, but if I didn't do all the prep, what would you go into? Anyway, how's everything else? Wonderfest Blues yet still? Growing? A little, a little more. All right. A little more than there was as it gets closer. But And, and we got our uh, spot nailed down. We're in that center aisle there on the right on the right. Yep. And then uh, next to the Sweet Life production guys. Yep. Across from and the Worthlings. The Worthlings and behind sort of Monster Model Review and Michael yeah. Wallace. Should be cool. They're not a bad oh. area there. So yeah, Jamie size next to us. Joe Evans will be there with some of his stuff. It'll be cool. We're looking forward to it. Which is be why cool, be cool. This episode is barely getting out. <laughs> it's just we're recording what is today, the 11th, and I, I'm a just beat, beat. Um, have you been working? I haven't even asked you. Have you been going to work? Yeah, my MRI was clear, too. Thanks for asking. You okay. posted that already. I saw that. Oh, yeah, because you never asked. How did I know you were going for it? I'm supposed to just read your mind about your cancer? I mean, come on. Man, wow. Wow. <laughs> cold blooded on cancer. Jason Walker. TBC. Cold blooded. Well, let's on- let's make that announcement. Scott had his MRI. Results are good, sir. As good as they're gonna be. Yeah, I mean there's no movement. No. Well, no. He said it's always gonna look funny where they cut me, but so far so good. Okay. That's great news. Clear for a year. Clear for a year. Excellent. For those who don't know, Scott had some uh, kidney cancer. He's running on one. A little less than one. A little less than one. Yeah. You know you can survive on half of one. Really? Yeah. It's like you survive on half a brain. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. How many failed prints did you have this week? <sighs> how many things did you drop and break right before we started to record? One. I dropped and broke the hand off a little mini quint. It's on camera. I'll put it in the bloopers at the end. Uh, but anyway, we, uh, it's been, I just, 
it's been nuts trying to get stuff. I had an art show two weeks ago, an art show last night, trying to get stuff printed, trying to get stuff painted, and I forgot about the podcast. I up until I'm like, oh my god, it's almost the fifteenth. So here we are. We are. You're stuck with Scott and I. Sorry. Uh, I want to say thank you to uh, Goblins and Mark from the last episode. People seem to really enjoy that episode, so that's cool. And I hope you got some business out of it. And uh, if you haven't yet, go back and watch. Pick up some Dirty Down and support Goblin's Hut. I'm going to still get me getting the yellow rust. But it was a cool... I liked that episode. It was fun. Uh, this one, we're going to be talking about kit prices a little bit. Just Scott and I. Um, oh, boy. And a whole bunch of news and reviews. So, any other just, like, news before we just, like, jump right into things? Yes, I have one child moved out. I will be getting my model building area, 3D printing area, filament 3D printing area back soon. And will this actually change something? Well, you know, now that my laptop is, you know, kind of broken in and everything, and I realize I can go upstairs and just take the laptop and go on Discord and stuff, you never know. Okay. You might I'm see excited. me on Discord. Scott may paint something. This could be cool. Working on a model. Very cool. Uh, anything else news-wise? See anything? Do anything? No. I'm printing. Can you say what you're printing? Uh, yes, I think I can say what I'm printing. Okay. Um, well, maybe printing. we'll make this a little mini workbench because we're going to kind of skip that this episode. Okay. So I'm printing uh, a Tin Man for Jesse's uh, Denzins of Zoe line. Uh, for his display table cool. and um, man, lots of small parts in that, you know, we've reviewed it here and showed the, yeah. and then I'm also printing some pieces for the Millicent Patrick as well. Um, things that are going to have to be printed because they're just too small, too small and too delicate, you know? So it's uh same. I've been painting. I did get my final base coat on my Catwoman legs and arms. The, Gloves and feet. So I'm working on that. Uh, man, just been, I can't believe how busy I've been. Just been, not I also busy. wrapped up my printing for, uh, what's his name? That helps. We get down in Florida. Pestilence. Oh, uh, oh yeah. did you get something? Did you finally go to the post office? Yeah, after he sent me a label. You know, oh, like, he had to send you a label. Okay. So he sends me a label, right? Okay. Yeah, let's hear this sub story. Go ahead. Says, here, start, no, hold on. Before he sent the label, how long has he been waiting for those two things? Hey, you know what? He... Oh, the master. That's right. You're the master. No one interferes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm only about four or five days behind on him, so <laughs> maybe a week. Anyway, um, so. Which this brings up. So there's a good email coming up later that <laughs> no. yeah so anyway i um he sends me the label for this box today and it's literally almost the size of a full sheet of paper the whole label and i'm like dude what the hell he's like scale it down no no i'm sending you this whole big freaking label so <laughs> Use half a roll of tape to put the label on the box. And all that. <laughs> but I will say, I think it's um, 
one of the things he uses is this pirate ship, it's called. And um, I think this box, if I would have shipped it, would have cost me $35 and it cost him 18 Yeah, can someone please explain, explain pirate ship to us? <laughs> I don't know how this works. Why it's cheaper, how it's cheaper. Please let us know. Send us or an how email. any service like that. I mean, even eBay. Yeah. I don't know if last time you sold on eBay, but it's like when you do the postage and shit through them, it seems cheaper. Yeah. Send us an email. Explain it to us. Well, then, and voicemail number. Voicemail. You can only leave a voicemail 708 816 4299. 708 816 4299. If you want to leave an email or send us an email, modelclubtv at gmail.com. And head on over to Discord as well. Bunch of stuff going on over there. Saturday nights, other nights, stuff going on. It's been... Oh, yeah, it was really hopping this year. Yeah, Saturday. we all, everyone, I think, just <laughs> Wonderfest stuff. Prep. I was giving a Chitu box lessons to uh, Bill Wilson and um, Charlie Robson. Oh, cool. So, yeah, check that out. Discord's there. We're going to, uh, once I, you know. We have new stickers coming for Wonderfest. Those came in the mail. Uh, what else? I think that's it as far as subscribers. Nine oh three. Hmm. Oh yeah, like nine oh three subscribers. So that's good. Um, but I want to hit on first thing: the Mark's Head contest. So a lot of people have kind of emailed asking or texted me or call, like asked me outright right, what uh what the rules are. And the rules are, really, there aren't any. <laughs> as long as you do something with this head. Mark and... Uh, Mark's judging, right? Mark We're and Shannon are judging. Yeah. Yeah. Mark and Shannon are judging. Which and... means Shannon's judging, because Mark makes no decisions. <laughs> Probably true. So they're going to be judging the contest. And I don't think this is strictly a painting contest. So I don't think you have to be the best painted piece to win. Uh, my vision, and I will discuss this with Mark when we get to actually judging, is paint plus idea. Kind of balance that out. If it's a really cool idea, I think funny is what we're kind of going for. The most ingenious idea, the funniest idea, the coolest idea. And there's been I, the one that uh, Cam Boggs just shared. He sent me that the other day. His in progress of what he's doing with it. Head on oh, I haven't over seen to that. Head on over to Pestilence Labs. I don't want to share it here to ruin anyone's day, but go on over there if you want to see in it. <laughs> he did something really cool with this. And Rob Madison's having fun with his, too. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff happening. So um, Deadline is going to be the last episode in July to have your pictures in by. We will then do the judging, and we will announce winners first episode in August is, I think, the best way to kind of handle this as, like, Wonderfest winds down and people get home and, and kind of kind of work on it. Basically, July 30th is, is pretty yeah, much the Yeah, deadline would be July 30th to get them to us. Well, actually, no, it'd be a little bit before. But if you get them to me before that, that's fine uh, as of recording. Because I think we'll share them. I don't think we're going to share them until that first episode in August. Um, but try and get them in by J like July 30th, last episode. Uh, I have a couple left. So if you want to jump in on the customized Mark's Head contest. Oh, don't. Ugh. I, I, yeah. Not that close. Hey, I love you. Um, I think I have four left. So if you do want one, or if you've already had one from your Godzilla kit and you want to use that, you don't have to get the one from us. So whatever you want to do. 
is coming in. Send them to Model Club at TV, Model Club TV at gmail.com. And we'll start organizing that. And I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be pretty fun. And prizes. Do, we could work this determined. out live on the air, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's still to be determined. Still to be determined. But I think, though, I, do you want to do a first, second, third? Do we want a, a grand prize? Do you want I don't a, know. We, we got to talk well, to him. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to Mark about that. But we'll have something for. <laughs> I know. I was thinking we could print some stuff. Maybe Mark could get something. But. Mark already donated all these heads, so we'll figure out a good prize, good couple donated. prizes, probably. Donated all those heads. Yeah, they're like a you know a dollar. They're like a dollar a piece. He shipped them. I spent a dollar in tape putting that label on his box today. <laughs> okay, so please keep going on your heads, and that's kind of, if you have any questions, send me an email or a message, and we'll try and get you know a good answer for you. Uh, we have a giveaway this episode. And it is from CG Blade and Pseudoverse Creations. And from Master Sculptor Lace Lee. Uh, it is The Mummy. If you remember way back in the beginning of the show, uh, CG asked somebody, hey, can anyone sculpt me a mummy from the new Mummy movie? Where it was the female mummy and Lace Lee stepped up to the plate. So he has a mummy kit coming out. Uh, giveaway is The Mummy Kit. We will, Pseudoverse will be offering The Mummy in one eighth and one sixth scale. So the winner can pick which scale they want. One eighth or one sixth. Uh, we are also taking pre-order pre-orders at our Etsy site for five dollars for the one eighth scale and ten dollars for the one sixth scale. This pre-sale is going on until June 10th. The pricing may change, but it will be very close to $7.69.99 for the one eighth and $99.99 for the one sixth. In addition, there will be a 10% discount if you pre-order the kit. So head on over to Pseudoverse. Link will be down below. Uh, in the comments here for the giveaway, just type in Pseudo Mummy. And that will get you into the contest. So you'll get to pick one eighth or one sixth. And if you misspell cool. Pseudo, Pseudo. Can I? You're um you're disqualified. <laughs> yeah. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say thank you, CG. Mummy's looking great. Uh, I never saw this movie. So I have no idea what's going what? on here. Did you see I it? I haven't either, so no. Okay. Hell. All right, all right, we both didn't see it. Um, but no, Lace, great job, Lace. It looks like the commercial. I remember that part from the commercial where the sand comes from behind her. I'm almost positive. Uh, no, cool stuff. Very cool. Thank you, CG and Pseudoverse Creations. Head on over to their Etsy store, pick up some of their uh, prints and kits, and pre-order the mummy. Pre-order the mummy. Well, there you go. All right. Thank you. That's this week's giveaway. Leave a comment. Pseudo mummy. All right. News and reviews, Scott. <laughs> All right. We have a lot of them this episode, and it's, it's going to be mostly this. We have a lot going. I think it's, you know. A lot of stuff's come around the corner. People have been working hard on things. We're going to start out with... Say hard on. Hard on. Yeah, what did I say? People are hard working. Hard working on things is what I kind of meant to say, I think. <laughs> Dude, I'm fried. My brain is fried. I'm done. Uh, from uh, Escape Hot Chobbies and Michael Berglund. I thought these were pretty... And Todd Powell. Todd Powell are, are pretty damn cool. Scott, you want to talk about these? 
No. Okay. No. I, I've seen them, but I haven't looked at them in detail, so this is my first chance to look at them. Okay. And uh, I know that the boxes are going to be a limited Wonderfest thing. Like, they're not going to come all the time, but I, I think there's a limited number of boxes available. And I really like that they're doing that. That's kind of a cool touch. Uh, these are all really nice, really... Uh, it's a it's a great tribute to Aurora, I think, and I think this is the way you tribute mm-hmm. Aurora, is doing new things, in that scale, in that vein. That have like the same sort of simple little base to go with it. I think this is a perfect scale for me right now. It's not too big, not too small. It fits perfectly on a shelf. You can do a really cool display. What are these the one eighth? Are these one eighth? I think they're the what are they one tenth, maybe one ninth? I think someone said originally were okay. Aurora kits, but there's a picture here of it of the uh, Countess Dracula next to the Count, and they're pretty much the exact same size. So great attention to detail there with trying to keep them in in that line so they kind of fit right in. But I love these things, and I wish more people would do this scale. I really, really like this scale. So you have Countess Dracula, the Devil Witch, the Wasp Woman. There's a slee stack coming out for Wonderfest. Uh, the wolf woman. <laughs> and then there is also, I think there's one I'm missing. Countess Dracula, wolf woman, devil witch, wasp woman, please stacks. Nope, that was all of them. But man, super cool kits. And, and I'm going to say, and, and these are all cool, but the slee stack of all of them has a clear Aurora feel to it. Um, yeah. I think the wolf woman too, like the wolf woman. Well, I'm not saying they all no, don't. No, no, no. You're saying the Slee stack is just, first of all, it's a simple character and it's a simple kit. You know, it's mm-hmm. where the other four, you know, the, the bases are like the leaves on the one. And, you know, the, they're, they're actually probably a little more detailed than an actual Aurora kit was. But, um, the Slee stack to me has, a really Aurora feel to it. Yeah. Um, it almost, I think, I, I think they'll do very well with them. I mean, they all, it looks like the bases fit together on the Wolfman and the Wolf. Yeah. Woman. I was just going to, yeah. I was just looking at that too. And, um, you are correct, sir. Yeah. And the sleeve nice. stacks are going to be available in two color, two colors, two sizes. <laughs> oh, and he's also got a sleeve stack skull. Yeah. So oh, yeah. head on over there for those. Lots of escape hatch hobby stuff here coming up. So also nameplates, a lot of stuff for the fly kit Uh, because Michael had sculpted it. I think he was, you know, I think Todd mentioned it to us before they were able to kind of get a jump start on some like additional pieces for it. So there's some nameplates for the fly kit from Monarch. My avalanche happens. So if you don't know what we're talking about, it's the fly from Monarch. I have it out because we're going to be talking about it in a bit. Um, some parts for that so you have nameplates available through escape hatch and then a ton of different add-on stuff that they have over there on their website uh and all that information will be down below link on over okay so we have helene's horror which is a 3d printed shrieking helene in seven (laughs) pieces discounted shroud on the floor and a resin and a cast resin add-on for the base so um that's one set. It's $84. And then there's Helene's hesitation. 
<laughs> and uh, that's where the fly is still shrouded. And um, that's also $84. And or you can just buy the shrouded fly. Which I really like. I like that. I like how he's leaning back on the bench, on the machine table thing like that. I think that's mm-hmm. a really cool pose for that. Help me. <laughs> um, yeah, help me is next. Help me is next. Yeah, and that's just a whole like kit. Well, when oh. I first saw this, I thought it was just going to be, it said one eighth scale. So I figured it was going to be like this big to go like in the corner of the kit somewhere mm-hmm. to match the size it was in the film. But no, this is, it matches the exact size. That's the figure. It's huge. So 149 the, for that. The one that really gets me, and I'm glad I'm not printing, is the Return of the Fly conversion head and hand and nameplate. Um, I've seen a few of these printed. They're beautiful. Yeah, they are. But I'm glad I'm not printing it. Um, with all those little spikes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it, it, it is uh, really nice. And, and another uh, add-on for the fly kit. Oh, you can turn them into the lizard. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I didn't. I have not seen this one yet. So I like the front right. chest plate. That's pretty awesome. Like great stuff that you can just do with a simple one kit. Like great stuff. So riddle me this, Mister Walker. Uh huh. Tell me the lizards. Real uh, identity name. I knew this at some point. I don't remember now. Norman is the goblin. Kurt Connors. Ah, uh, yeah, Connors. Dr. Connors. Okay. All right. Up, so up next, full conversion kit for the Grim Reaper kit uh, from Mobius. And it turns it into one of the Templar Knights from Tomb of the Blind Dead. Uh, the face, the head, parts are sculpted by William Paquette. Uh, the sword and hand, the skeleton hand uh, and hood are from Rainer Engel. I did not see this. I don't know how this got past me either. I'm going to have to buy a second one of these kits because I really like the Tomb of the Blind Dead guys. Uh, but really, like, I love these little things that he's doing to add on to kits like this. And there you have the side-by-side comparison between the replacement head and the Mobius head. I mean, you could even replace that and keep that as your Grim Reaper skull face thing if you want. Um, mm-hmm. Like, really, really nice. And it's a nice kit in and of itself. But my original plan is I want to paint that to match the box art. I do want to get another one now to do this to it. So, good stuff from Rainer and William. Is, is this top kit still off. in production? Uh, I picked it up recently, so I'm, a, I'm sure it's around somewhere. Okay. And so you can see what it looks like completed there. It's got some different gravestones to go with it. And nice stuff. Like, just really cool original ideas of just simple things you can do as a kit company to, like, spice up people's stuff. Uh, Chakamoka sent these in. And this was off of, again, Monsters in Motion. So Nosferatu half-scale bust resin model kit uh, sculpted by Jeff Yeager. These are some kits that are coming back, I think. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sculpted by Jeff Yeager. This is a half-scale bust of the notorious Count Orlock or Nosferatu, as many have come to know him. Stands approximately 15 inches tall, LED, LED lighting kit, and clear cast stained glass windows for the crypt included. We have that coming back. We have, this is new, I think, right? Yeah. Have you seen this before? Yep, uh, of course I am. It's $500. The 29 foot one? 29 inch one? 
A 29-foot one is even more. 29-foot Nosferatu would be. <laughs> that one's even more. Oh, man. All right. Tw- Nosferatu 29.5 mega scale maquette model kit. This one-third unassembled model kit has close to 200 hours in labor just to produce the master. Based on the famous pu- publicity still of the vampire lurking in the entry doorway, comes in seven parts with interlocking fitting pieces. This will make an amazing addition to your home theater collection. We have that. No, do you, who sculpted that? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Who? Was that Maybe Cipriano? You do your research. Is that Cipriano? Maybe. See, again, I'm not ready. I'm not here. I'm in the green room. I have pictures right? that people send me. That's all I have. Yeah, it's Tony. I believe it's That's Tony. That's what I thought. Okay. And then also the Green Hornet Black Beauty 125th scale model kit uh, from, I think it's round two. Introducing a fresh addition to our, mo- our collection, a 125th scale uh, model of iconic Black Beauty from the classic Green Hornet TV series. This kit is equipped with an impressive range of features, including front and rear rocket launchers, gas guns, hidden headlights, and rear trunk options that include a satellite. A satellite, satellite dish, they probably mean. Still stuck on you, just Mike Tyson's series and theories. <laughs> uh, next, we Mike have Tyson, the Green Hornet. Someone asked about this the other day, right? About Vin kits, because this was really pro- produced by Vin, wasn't yeah. it? So, Maybe. Uh, Executioner 1 6 scale model kit sculpted by Jeff Yeager. Jeff Yeager's original design of an Executioner includes the Executioner base. Uh, ex- the executioner base chopping block axe basket and of course the head monsters in motion has recently acquired the exclusive rights to sell this model kit so that's pretty cool there's one of uh, vin's kits coming back to life and i think this is one of the better ones that vin had put out i really like this piece real kind of creepy just kind of off the wall like 1600 executioner basket not 1600s because executioner what do you think worthlings head right in that basket that would be a great great place for it great place for it and then we have this so this is probably way too late and already gone uh warehouse find fx master paul blysdale created this monster in one week for a beast with a million eyes this 11 inch tall model kit includes a full color package only 100 pieces were ever made of this item and we found one for our Monsters in Motion's customers. Monster in Motion customers. So if you're interested in this sort of thing, it might still be there. Head on over there and check it out. See, they might have it. And who knows? From Blackheart Enterprises. And this will debut, I believe, at Wonderfest. It will be part of Blackheart's sold-out painting class. Yep. Uh, the Creature from the Black Lagoon, digitally sculpted by Chris Elizardo. Yeah who just keeps pumping stuff out that's beautiful. And uh, he did a, recently he showed a Cornelius they think he's doing for Jimmy Flintstone and a Vincent Price from yep, the Pit and the Pendulum. Today. Yeah. And uh, maybe if you can get the pictures up here, we will. But, um, man. Uh, that's a good-looking creature. <laughs> yeah, Chris has really, seems like he's really mastered this digital thing. Yeah. And uh, he's, yeah. Just a, I, I think this will be a fun class for those taking it. Yeah, it's um, pretty big, too, right? Like, it's going to be. Yeah, it's pretty good size. Good pretty size. good size. Nice so. piece. Really nice piece. Uh, 
Yeah, class is sold out, but still, I think you still can pick this up at Wonderfest, though. And double check on that. Don't totally take our word for it. Yeah. I think I read it was sold out, no, but it's, you never know yeah, I, when I was, or... it's, it's sold out. Because when I got those pictures, it was from... Mm. They said it. All right. From Vengeance Studios. This is one of the new things. Head on over to their Patreon. Join the Patreon, and you can do this. You can print it on your own. Have someone print it for you. Have Jordan print it for you. I can print it for you. We have Django Unchained coming soon. And there are some really cool options with this kit. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, like the, a, the other hat without the sunglasses and the hat. Yeah, they have a new sculptor coming on board. Kind of help out and, and <laughs> share the load. There's a plenty of really cool options that you could swap out. You could do them all. Swap them out with magnets if you want. Uh, but great stuff. My only in this Scott has a beef with um symbols on chests being raised up too high. My only beef is usually signs and tattoos that people raise off the skin. So I wish those sign. I wish that was sunk into the sign like a real old western sign or like a you know like a por- a park. What is it? Park district, forest preserve, and, and all those signs know- are always kind of carved into the wood. And I, I can see that point, um, but I, I think it'll work here just because it's a base, but it, right, I, I but see what you're saying. Just, I just uh, wish it yeah. was sunk in instead of, like it was carved into the wood, like it would be. Yeah. Instead of, And I know why people do this. It's to make it easier to paint. But it just, to me, it looks, because the rest of this is so just, mm, I love it. It's so great. And to see some more characters like this, uh, come out come out especially quentin tarantino movies because the other one that's coming out this month from vengeance studios i saw this this Pulp is fiction. very tempting yes so this is very tempting. yeah i i'm pretty excited for this this is like great stuff here too if you're interested join the patreon over there uh pick one up for yourself print it for yourself have someone printed for you but yeah vengeance studios and uh great stuff they got coming I, I like to. I don't. I want to mention this real quick. Jamie Fox is close to death. I'm yeah, what it. is going on? Does I, he got sick. No one story? has said anything. I keep hearing all this stuff. He's not in good shape. So you know, like, kind of weird that that happened at the same time. But man, if you haven't seen Django Unchained, <laughs> it's a great movie. Well, and if you haven't so, seen Pulp Fiction, come on. Uh, Pulp Fiction is one of the best movies. Yeah, in my top ten. It was. Um, what? Uh, I'm interested to see what's going on in the base there. Like you've got the drink and the bag. Oh, there's a big kahuna bag. Big kahuna okay. burger. And what else is down there on the floor? I, you know, it's. It's from, I think it's just the, the carpet, the rug carpet from the, when they go into the apartment. But yeah, cool stuff. Really nice stuff. And then from Sunray Collectibles this month, he's got a Jean Grey coming out. You can paint it multiple ways. He has a Lobo coming, and he also has a Beta Ray Bill coming. And Scott, since I'm kind of Aquaman coming too. No, that's a Lobo. Using the Lobo. That's the Lobo. He's got Aquaman's trident somehow. Okay. It looks like to me. And Beta Ray Bill. So, could you explain to me who Beta Ray Bill is? Because I don't know. I've always seen him in stuff, but I'm like, what the heck is that thing? What's Beta Ray Bill? I'll give you a brief 
because I only read it once and it's a long time ago. Someone's probably going to punch their screen. Like, how do you guys not know who paid? No, I know. Okay. It was Thor number 338. Walt Simonson took it over. Ooh, look at that. 338. You got a number. And something happened where Thor was in trouble or something. I forget the storyline. And anyway, Beta Ray Bill was this alien, but he got a hold of the hammer, so he got Thor's power. Okay. So I yeah, I forgot. I started to read it one time and the storyline wasn't bad. Um I just never finished it. So but very popular character. So. Okay. Yeah, I've seen him. I just never knew what it was. I was like, what the heck is that? Uh but yeah, from Sunray Collectibles, also Patreon. Uh after Wonderfest, I will have some of these available for purchase because I do uh subscribe there to the retail tier. So I'm going to be putting that up over on Discord, what will be available. But all of these should be. Should be able to do them no problem. So from okay. Well Winner, we have Hagatha. Hagatha. And that leaves him with. From the gro- Groovy Ghoulies line, correct? Yeah. And that leaves him with one, two more characters to sculpt. And maybe three if he's going to do Sabrina. And he will have done the whole. Um, Ruby Ghoulies. All of them. Excellent. All of them. And um, who's Sabrina? Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. She was kind of, and again, this was all an Archie's spinoff. So you Wait, probably don't. What? It was an Archie's spinoff. The Groovy Ghoulies was an Archie's spinoff. And Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, is a spinoff of Archie's, which is a spinoff of. Groovy Ghoulies? No. Archie's was the original. Okay. That was what I mean. Then Groovy Ghoulies. uh, Sabrina and Sabrina. I don't remember Sabrina being on the Groovy Ghoulies a lot, but that all all of that came out around the same time. So the the live action TV show, Sabrina the TV Teenage Witch, is actually an Archie's thing? Could have been, yeah. Or started with, yes. <laughs> God. Man, it's with amazing Sam- what you learn from yeah. the guy that sits in the green room and does, yeah. is not prepared. does nothing. But you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? No, I don't. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. The live action TV show, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, that was on for years. It, never mind. Continue. Moving on. Also from Well Winner. Can I, can I go back to the yes. Tagatha? <laughs> Wells got requests to start doing the bases without names on them. Okay. So if you have one of the other Groovy Ghouly models, probably wouldn't be too hard to modify one of these bases and just stick them on there without the name on them, mm-hmm. which is the Groovy Ghoulies logo. So Okay. Okay. Also, next. Samson and Goliath. Have you seen this? I've never seen this before either. You know, it rings a bell. Um, you know, the one thing this guy don't put a nameplate on and we got to search for it and yeah. we have to get on him. But I, that um, is one mean ass looking lion. I love it. He's not, he looks like he would eat Samson's ass. <laughs> uh, there's no doubt about it. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. All right. There we go. And Daffy, Wizard Daffy, Mer- 
Sorcerer Daffy? What is this? Yeah, this is from later in the 90s. Uh, I looked it up because I was like, when did this happen? And um, apparently that's when it happened. But this is really cool, really yeah, dynamic. Yeah. Um, our friend Mr. Clark wants you to print one for him. No, he wants you. You could light that up. Do that do that pole, hollow, run a wire down there. Mm-hmm. That could that could look really cool. Well done, well. And Robin well, Hood. Well. Robin Hood. We showed it a little while ago. What I really like about this piece is the name is up on top. You like that? I, I do. See, I wasn't sure about that. And I think if it if I would have been art directing <laughs> and he lets me art direct once in a while, just so you guys know. Rather than make that flat, I would have angled it. Yeah. 45. Okay. Or make it jagged. I get that. Yeah. Like it's crumbling. Well, yeah. No, I just mean angle it 45 so you can see the nameplate. Oh, I thought you meant angle the wall and then put no. the nameplate like on the front. No, angle the top tier okay. of of it. Um, but uh, beautiful piece. Yeah. It looks like dead on likeness. Really well done. Yes. So cool. Moving on over to Pestilence Labs. Mark's got some pretty big news. Find Mark over on Facebook. There's a group there, Pestilence Labs. Uh, that news is what, Scott? How do we navigate is, this? <laughs> is this news supposed to be out? Yeah, he posted it. It's there. Oh, okay. Mr. Worthling has acquired the rights to the quarter-scale Monsters from the Woods Jaeger bust line. And um, so these will be coming out. Uh, the Mr. Hyde, I can tell you, I cast a few of these Mr. Hydes for the previous owner. And, I, you know, I wasn't going to get one because I had the old geometric one that was sculpted by Mike Hill, which is equally yeah. as beautiful. But, man, when I saw this thing, I was like, whoa, this is really nice. Yeah, so. Um, so I did end up getting it. The creature, of course, we've all seen one of the last things I painted up on my shelf. Um, Frankenstein, Dracula, Frankenstein's uh, monster. Ooh, Frankenstein's monster. Now, if you're like me and you're one of the original castings, the neck bolts were part of the neck. I'm sorry, because Mark told me he got crap from somebody. The electrodes on the neck were part of the original skull, but they were hard to cast. So I think they ended up doing them separate at some point and these will now i think i know for a fact because i printed them for Marvel. right yeah and, so. and they were sculpted by yeah. uh michael Berglund. uh digitally sculpted those now here's i want to touch on this because we're here okay here's this guy making all this universal monster stuff okay he can tell the difference between the stupid green gargantuan and the orange gargantuan. Well, that's because they're different colors. <laughs> color it is. Okay. Claims to be a big fan and had no idea there were two different electrodes on the Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, that's, I, I didn't know, but I'm not claiming well, anything. You're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, a few of these have different bases, and you've seen these photos. Um, we have the Bride of Frankenstein. We have the Artist Bay. Which is really good too. Like all of these are really nice. Yes. Um, we have the uh, Phantom of the Opera, which is again another really nice one. 
We had the Wolfman, which was originally done for another company. Monsters from the Woods bought it and got the rights to it, so they did that. Okay. Yeah. And I want to say, are you missing one? These are all I could find. I have Wolfman, Ooh. Phantom, Artith Bay, Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, Frankenstein's Ooh, Monster, right, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Mr. Hyde. Do hold on. Give me one second to verify before I call you out. Call me out Not for that what? <laughs> I think there's one more. Which one is it? Is it another mummy one? Yes. That's what I thought. Because when I was looking through when I was grabbing them, I wasn't sure if it was the same. I, I, you know what? I think I... Oh, no, I just deleted it. What? So there is a mummy. Maybe not, because I can't find a picture no. of it. Yeah, see? Oh, I'm going to call you out. So I could be mistaken. <laughs> I don't think there is. That's all of them. It's eight. No, there's nine. He listed a mummy. Oh, hold on. Oh, here's the mummy. I think I saved it and then thought it was the artist bay. No, there's no way you'd mistake the two. All right, I'm going to send this to you in a messenger so you could put it up here. I'll just grab it later. Okay. Anyway, um, I knew there was a. I knew. Oh, there was to call me the mummy. So, okay. Cool. So that's what we got for news and reviews. That's it for this uh, episode. We're done. Thanks. See you. It's late. We're wiped out. I'm just, I, I can't believe this is even happening. So uh, no workbench this episode. I already kind of talked about it. Uh, we want to get into our topic for today, which is uh, Scott drinking on camera, like hiding his whole face. Oh, God. Uh, kit prices. So the reason this is coming up, I, I saw Phil Lister talking about it on his page. and. I, I'm not calling him out for complaining or saying what he was doing was wrong, but it just, it struck me as like kid prices are, are something that we've, we've touched on before, but I kind of want to like have that discussion again and kind of put things in perspective of where we're at as a hobby, what people actually make from making it. Like when you actually put a kit out as a producer, what can you make back from that kit as someone who's printing stuff? What can you make? I want to kind of keep printing separately towards till the end though, and talk specifically about traditional, just model kit. I was going to say too, I think we are going to have a future episode after Wonderfest, um, where Jesse's agreed to come on and talk about the cost of producing a resin kit yeah. and what's involved there too. So he didn't want to blow his whole wad on our show before his presentation at Wonderfest. So if you're interested please head on over to Wonderfest and go in there and watch his presentation. It's going to probably be pretty interesting. So yeah, uh, it's going to be one of a kind. I can be, tell yeah. you that. <laughs> but, um, so we're going to have him on this talk specifically, like get into more specifics, but Scott's produced kits before, and I've been around a long time doing this. So I kind of know some things about it, but uh, he said, I think it was like $65 is what Phil was talking about. And he said that seemed high for a plastic model kit. And when I, I was like, and maybe it's because of the, some of the things that I buy and things that I collect. I was like, no, that's actually pretty cheap, like in my brain. So let's just, and maybe it's my age more than anything too, that kind mm -hmm. of figures into that. So going, let's start at the beginning. Scott, when you were a kid and you bought an Aurora model kit, what did it cost you? $2? Maybe a dollar early. Well, 
I was alive, but I probably didn't buy any of the dollar ones. Probably bought a few of the two dollar ones, but they were all under five. You know, okay. Um, the King Kong and the Godzilla, the bigger kits, were always a few dollars more. Um, when with the glow kits, and then the um, you know, I I don't remember exact pricing, but they it wasn't, <clears throat> you know, but so were Carmont, like. And that's my I, question. I, like on, yeah. on par, your average model kit was what? Five bucks. Five bucks. Let's start with five bucks. So in the beginning, most of the things were five dollars. And as a kid, that's I mean, I remember twenty, ten, buying an airplane model, having to spend maybe twenty bucks on things. Mm-hmm. And then when it got to this stuff, it was like, like those Horizon models. What were those? Do you remember? Like the the monster, yeah. The early Wolfman. ones, the early ones were about thirty bucks, I think. And that seemed like a fortune at the time. And then they went to the, then then they made to that fifty dollar jump when they came out with the monsters and stuff. Yeah. And um, the second round of monsters. And those were vinyl, so vinyl kits being around fifty, <clears throat> you know, fifty sixty bucks. <clears throat> then you have your resin kits that I, I, what was the range on a near average? resin kit back in the 90s 100 100 like that was your baseline 100 always. for a six scale yeah. figure roughly yeah. yes so when you figure all that in i was like man i really and when the billikins first came out they were like cheap they were like under 100 bucks i know that but they were a little more expensive why where'd they come from japan okay where's this good stuff coming from japan I was just going to say, all the X Plus stuff is coming from Japan, which automatically adds some price into there for shipping, for production, and all that sort of thing. So that's added in. Uh, Bandai kits are relatively cheap. When you start kind of looking at those Star Wars things, they're not super expensive. The Gundam kits aren't like they're like you can go all the way up to like hundreds of dollars for a Bandai Gundam kit. But you can get cheap ones for $25, $30. Like, and to me, that's cheap. And to someone else, that might be, oh, my God, 30 bucks Can't handle it. Um, well, but this, I think this, it's an age this, thing for you. And, and that's where I'm at. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm so used to buying. And I, I, I brought out some stuff. Right? And this Cyclops was 60 some. I think it was 60 bucks, right? 65. 65. And you get, 60 for yours because it's got the damage box. That's right. It's worth 60 now. Probably less. But you have, I mean, a decent amount of sprues. You have, it's one figure, some parts. It's I, That's a fair price to me. 60 bucks for a figure. I look at it as more of, I'm buying a model of this as opposed to, oh my God, I can't believe it's 60 bucks. If that makes so sense. So I'm looking at that going, it is a little pricey. Okay, but I'm also looking at going where it's coming from and the quality you are getting compared to what other people are selling you. But I want to say back when like Halcyon started doing some alien kits and stuff, they were in the $30 range. Yeah. You know, this is back in the 90s. And, you know, so it's... I'm still listening. I got to turn You know, I understand... You know, I, I understand the frustration that things aren't five dollars anymore. Things aren't ten dollars. 
So when George used to sell vinyl kits, when they came out, I want to say they were $65, $75, some of them. Oh, like yeah. When the King Kong oh, yeah. came out, stuff like that. And so now you take that X plus Cyclops and Raidosaurus, as you call it, and you look at those that were $109. Oh, yeah, 109 Okay. Yep. And I look at it and go, that's a deal for $109. Those, those things are a deal. So why I, I look at maybe the Styrene's a little pricey. Man, their vinyl is like cheap, um, I think. And and the quality of their vinyl. Now you got that Kraken. I know that was more two hundred, but but that's a lot bigger. The like, thing it, is it, like it yeah. Yeah, it's huge. So do I have a problem? I, I'll tell you what sixty-five dollars does. Keeps me from buying two. Okay. Okay. Like when in their late nineties when Toys R Us reissued the Auroras, okay, and you could go into Toys R Us and buy them, they were ten bucks. Even okay. then. Okay. So I bought a shit ton of them. You know, even a lot of the early Polar Light stuff was under 20, 25. But again, you go in now and you just look at a car model. It's 25, 28 bucks. And it, they're the same car models that you bought as a kid for five. So, you know, it's, and and those are using old tooling a lot of the times mm-hmm. and all that. Where, where this is all new tooling, all new sculpts, all new licensing. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's crazy unreasonable. I, I think they're a little high. I don't blame, I, I don't really blame anybody for it, though. I mean, it is, you are getting a lot. That Vampirella kit is really nice. That um, Cyclops, uh, we saw pictures of the creature is coming, and the Dracula are awesome. The Retosaurus I just saw the other day on the light tower. So, so and the but then Monroe, that, like I also no. want to throw this in there, and this is another reason why maybe I come off as being like sixty five dollars is cheap for a big model kit. So I have this, I have a stack of, and I'm a Warhammer person, I'm a miniatures person. All of that stuff has moved over to plastic, and their stuff, Games Workshop, is notoriously expensive. And so this figure, if you see the price tag, fifty dollars. Wait, what it focused in fifty dollars. Okay, so I have not even opened this yet. It's been sitting on my shelf for years. It'll be about this big, isn't and it? I want to show her. And this is a, this is one of the larger figures. You can, I mean, some of the small like this is not. This is somebody riding a monster, so it's a little bigger than normal. Um, than your just average miniature. But I want to show you the sprues that you get for fifty bucks. And I just ripped the box, but I don't care. Ready? Get that. And this. Ta-da. $50. That's it. As opposed and the to the aggravation of painting something that small. All right. As opposed to like the fly, which was people were complaining was too expensive as well, which is what I'm trying to remember. What was the fly? I think that was 65. Also it was like 65 as well. So about $10 more, you get a bigger kit more. It's not as detailed. I think like there's a lot that goes into making these. And I think some of the thing that you're paying for when it comes to this is being like the rules for the game part of it to be able to use it in the game. But as far as just a model kit goes, $50. Whereas I, when I see that other stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a steal. I want to show you this one. So this one is one of the bigger plastic kits that they do. Okay. And it's one of the bigger ones that I have. And again, untouched, you get 
these two sprues. Want to take a guess? Hundred bucks. Hundred and thirty dollars for Jesus. these two sprues. So, and again, this is coming from England, and some of us, I think, the instructions and things are printed in China. But it's two sprues for a hundred and thirty dollars. That's why I think I, I I feel a little like abused <laughs> maybe that I've been spending all this money on other things where I, when I see someone complain $65 for a, a pretty decent sized model kit and this thing when you build it, it's only that tall well, let, let's start not... I don't think he was complaining I, no, I think no 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 was... no not him not yeah. again let me take but, that back not Phil okay. complaint but I've heard other people say I've heard people specifically say that the fly kit was too way too expensive and mm -hmm. I and to me it's like you're getting a really neat box same with those those X Plus kits. The box art's awesome. The instructions are awesome. You're getting something from Japan a lot of times. The Monarch stuff, it's here, but you're getting great artwork. You're getting stuff made here in America. Um, it, I don't know. Well, it's I, and I'll say this, and I don't know, you know, maybe I'm not speaking intelligent to it, but the price of resin since 2018 has almost doubled. How has that affected the styrene industry as well? Okay, that that's one point about it. The other point about it is so I, I well, no, I have a question there. Why would resin cost affects plastic model kits? Well, do they use the same raw materials basically? You know, to some point. Okay. You know, yeah. Uh, they're petroleum based products, right? Okay, so so you have that. The other thing I'm going to say is. And this goes for any of this stuff, including what you're buying. And what you're buying, maybe there's more going out than this, but like those vinyl kits I just talked about, there were 300 of each made. That's it. Okay. I don't know how many flies were made. I don't know how many Vampirellas, Cyclops, how many Draculas, how many creature, Revenge of the Creatures are going to be made. But this isn't like the old days when Aurora was pumping out Frankensteins for years. Okay. Right. These well, are going to well, come I want to jump in there for a second, though. It was 300 of the model kit. Yes. They, ha they yes. used the same molds for the pre-paints that they had yes, more they of. So mm -hmm. they're recouping some of their costs there, I think, on that. Sure, sure. You know? But, you know, Aurora sold hundreds, hundreds of thousands, thousands of, mil yeah, of I wonder Frankenstein kits. And this is still just a little niche hobby that yeah. you're only going to sell so many. So your production run is going to be smaller. The smaller your production run, the more expensive it is going to be. Right. And that just goes with anything. That's, you know, that's well, why resin kits are $150, Well, resin price has gone up. How much, in, uh, you know, because you buy it. How much did silicone go up recently? I haven't bought silicone, but I know silicone went up too. I, I know silicone went up too. Let me, uh, while we're on here, I can check. Yeah, just, you're just, keep yeah, talking. Yeah. No, we can just say. So, the, I mean, the cost of making everything has gone up across the board. I, mm. it, it, and I think it's almost, <laughs> I don't know how to put this the right way. To me, it's like paying a tax on keeping it alive. Like, if you don't pay a little bit higher price right now, some of this is going to go away. And especially resin kits and small-time producers. I mean, X Plus is a pretty big company as far as things go. It is 
relatively speaking. But look what they're getting for their Godzilla stuff. Yeah, and I was going to say, they have their whole Godzilla side of things, and it's great to see them bringing just, even if they're making, you know, a couple model kits, but they're going all in on these model kits, which they're the only ones really doing it. I mean, what other companies are making plastic figure kits? Okay. So, so silicone, gallon, you got the number? A gallon of... I, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go with the trial unit, which was just 2.2 pounds. Okay. okay. Is now $33.52. What did okay. it used to be? You're talking the little hit, like the little basket yes. kit? It used to be about 28 Okay. Okay. So just the price of that's gone up $5. Okay. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot, $5. But... If it was thirty and it's gone up five, it's it's gone up. Um, I'd have to do the math. What is six going to ten? You know, it's it's like ten percent. Yeah. Okay. So the gallon kits are now one twenty five fifty three, and I want to say I could be wrong, but I want to say they were like a hundred and nine. And I could probably pull out old invoices. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Look. Okay. Now let's talk about the resins. So Smoothcast 300. Which is I think what most people use, right? Like that's 300, 320. Okay. For a gallon unit is now $108. Okay. I remember paying 86. Yeah. Okay, so that's for that's $22. It's gone up. That's almost 25%. Okay. All right, so I was wrong. It hasn't doubled. But so here's the thing. If you take those 25% and now you take your $150 resin kit and and do 25%, you've just made your $150 resin kit. I'll do the math for you. 25% of 150 is... Thirty-seven fifty. So you're looking at it. You're going to jump from one fifty to one ninety. Okay. Yeah. And when you do that, people are going to freak out. Okay. But and a lot of these guys are eating it to a point. A lot of the resin kit producers are eating it. But to their credit, and and that's yes, that's yes, totally to credit, true. But it is out yep. there. Yep. Okay. It it is out there, and it is um, which okay. So this then I this kind of gives us a nice little segue. What price? When you're going to buy a model kit, that's a resin model kit. When do you go? What? When do you not think about the price? Does that make sense? Like you're just like, oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. At what cost do you go? Eh, I got to think about that. Where you? So where do you I've pause? Older. Yeah. Where as do you I've pause? Older. And this, that's that's funny. Okay, go ahead. As I've gotten older, my pause point has changed. Okay. okay. Has it gone up or down? It's gone up. Okay. Okay. So I would say I started out where anything under a hundred dollars wasn't a big deal. Okay. Um, even one twenty-five, depending what it was, and you know, all right. And they started to creep up where a six-scale figure was one fifty for a long time. Okay. And I'm ballparking. Not everybody was the yep. same. It's a pen. Yep. Yep. So when Janice came out with their kits, and their kits were expensive. Okay. 200 250 240 okay it was like ooh, that, that's a lot but i looked at what you got for that too you know you were buying a museum piece right there for two right 
And, you know, I remember people used to complain about their prices. Now I'm like, well, go find one now. <laughs> um, and that's the same with me in future. I was paying yeah. that stuff all, all day long. I didn't care. I mean, when so, I was in college and when this started, I could just afford, like, I had nothing to worry about. other. Than I that. would say, depending what it is now, and, and this is my line where I go, Okay. Now, you know, don't get me wrong. I'll still look at something for 150 and go, yeah, where's 150? Okay. But 200 is now my line. Okay. Where, and even when I was producing, it was like, when I started selling my cogs, I tried to keep them at 200 or below. I started selling them at 180. Now, if I sold them now, figure that 25%, they're going to be closer to 230, 240, you know, because of the, cost involved but i tried to keep it you know i originally was going to do 225 and i think i knocked them down i'd show specials were 200 i might have sold a few for 180 um because i knew 200 seemed to be the line for a lot of guys 200 yeah for me now i think it's around a hundred dollars where i go and, and and i think it was different up until we bought our printers because now i'm like man. I could do that for way less and it has to be something I really want. If it's a hundred, if it's a hundred or more, I start to go, uh, let me think about it. Well, and you start to look at what you get for a hundred. Right. Okay. Yep. A hundred dollar bust you're buying used to be 50. Yeah. Maybe 75. And okay. Paul's, I think for, for Paul Gill and Gilman productions, uh, I think what you get for what Paul charges, you get a lot for a bus, like his bus. You get some, a cool piece mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't do. The size is right there. It's a nice chunk, heavy chunk of resin that you get. But like with you records, know, I'll, I'll like 50 bucks on a record, I'll buy, like that's my line. Like at, at, when something gets above 50, because it's limited edition to like 100 or something, I'm like, okay, 50, yeah, nah, I'm not gonna. See, when I see a new band, a band come out, even if it's a band I like with a CD and they're 16 bucks now, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> It's be nine ninety nine Hegwish Records and Calumet's. Yeah. Oh, good old Hegwish! I love Hegwish Records. But um, the way that place I, smelled was awesome. I don't buy. I don't buy anymore. You know, I, I seldom buy a new CD or anything, which is another thing we could talk about. But it would branch out. I buy music all the time. Yeah, all see, time. and and I've reached a certain age where, like, that's I, most. And I know people. this is going to shock everyone. Okay. I don't like anything new. And it's the same way with movies and shit. But okay? a lot of people are, you're not, I'm the oddball here. Most people kind of stop buying music in their twenties and just listen to what they listen to from mm -hmm. there on out. There's not, once you get it, most people stop trying to find new, new music at some point. It's just, it's just how it always kind of works. Well, out. and I also attribute that to people don't listen to the radio anymore. Okay. Well, they're uh, streaming yeah. and, and they're so, a lot of these indie bands that would have never seen radio play get a following. Yeah, because, you have to really go and like. Yeah. If you like music, you know where to find new music. It's out there. Right. You have to but go to like Twitch, listen to DJs on Twitch, on YouTube, go to clubs, go to like. That's how I, I find a lot of my music now. Shot it. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> go to get shot it. Um, how's, how's your buddy doing? By the way, he he doing all right? Yeah, we can't talk about. It. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, well, okay, you got to fill me in, but anyway, oh, no, he's no, fine. you good. just don't get, um, radio. So, but anyway, back to the model thing. So when I would, um, 
when I was producing a kit, and, and again, I'll let Jesse expound on this when he's when he's on, but I would take the price of the sculpt, the price of the rubber to mold it. Okay. And then how much resin to make one. Okay. So that would kind of be it. And I would say, all right, what do I have to do if my investment is X? Okay, I want to make my investment back in 20 kits, 20 to 25 kits. So what do I have to sell it for to make my investment back in 20 kits? Okay. That seems fair. And and, and so what would happen is, yeah, but if you had a dog that didn't sell. Right. Yeah. No, I know. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know. Yep. But on the other hand, if you had one. So what I think started to happen there was you had guys, and, and uh, not that I want to pull them out from the grave or anything, but uh, John, John Tucky used to post his list. Okay. And I got 50 people on this list that want this kit. Okay. So if you're a guy like me, I, I can look at that and go, well, he probably paid this for the sculpt and this to have it mold and cast. And he probably pays this much for casting. So after 25, 30 kits, he's even. And then all he's paying is the casting amount. And that's where his profit was. Okay. And that was okay. Yeah. But what happened is now you put it out there for everybody to see. Okay. So next thing you know, and not again, not to take any food out of Jeff's mouth, but next thing you know, everyone's hiring Jeff Yeager. Okay. And they're hiring him to do the same stuff. I mean, you know, and we've said it here how many Frankensteins are out there? How many Frankensteins has he sculpted? How many of them do I have? So the market kind of got flooded with that stuff. But again, even then, it started out in the 150, 160 range. I think John was the first one to bump it up in the 175. Which is about where I'd say it is now for a one six scale figure. Yeah. That being said, so you go back to the styrene at sixty five bucks. But okay, it's affordable. So you know, let's put a pin in it right there. Look, yeah. Look at those. Look at those styrene model kits. The the Vampirella, the <laughs> the creature that's coming out that Adam sculpted, and compare that to some of those X plus. Not X, but the Exo Facto. It's all in my brain now. So some of John Tucky's kits, th that creature that Adam did, it looks just as good as one of those resin ones. Sure. That's double the price or more. And so you're like, man, that's a, like. Well, and like, yeah, Mobius. And that's what the other thing with the gaming parts. It's like, when are the plastic, when are the model companies going to catch on that you can do some really cool stuff in plastic now? The technology's there. Because mm -hmm. the all the Games Workshop stuff that comes out that's in plastic is amazing, and you could easily do like Tony is, is Dracula in plastic, or you can do Frankenstein's monster in plastic, plastic, and have it look great, and have it look great. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, and I have a feeling that's where it's gonna go. You're, it's gonna split. Resin kits are gonna kind of go away. This is my prediction. You can call me out in 10 years. Resin kits are going to kind of go away. You're going to have prints and you're going to have plastic models. And it'll be the, that two kind of thing is where I see it going. And I could be wrong. There'll always be certain, some resins. Well, There'll always be some. There's always going to be some resin because of size and, you yeah. know, 
Yeah. And no one's going to want that resin printer that's the size of a desk in their basement. And have to try to pull. Well, I would like it, but can you imagine pulling stuff off that build plate? And dude, okay. when, and think about it. When when the printers come out that everyone can have that does it in color, and all of this goes away, <laughs> except for the people that really like just building something. Because if you can push a button and you could have your creature from the Black Lagoon printed and painted for you in ten hours, then Scott's Scott's in heaven. <laughs> And then they have the one now that they're working on that it's suspended like in a gel and there's no supports and it's done with a laser, like in the, Oh, then it dissolves in water. The, yeah. the yep. gel yep. dissolves yep. in water. Yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It is going to be, it, it is one of those points in time where it lots of stuff or, or none of this happens because the EMP will hit us and we go back to the stone age. But, but, but again, the, the, the resistance to change, I still don't get, okay? I mean, I get the talent it takes to take a piece of clay and make something beautiful, but that gap is closing. Yeah. Gap is closing. There's that side of it, too, but there's also the, and I don't mean art, capital A. I mean, the art of a model kit, of the company, like the box, the packaging, the instructions, the sprue. The clipping, the like that whole process is something I think all of us fell in love with. Of just it's like putting a puzzle together for people. You know, it's not it's relaxing at times. Sometimes you swear. But it's one of those, I'm just gonna sit down and build a model kit. It's like how people sit down and I'm gonna knit or I'm gonna sew or But on the other hand, the simpler you make it for the younger kids, because they want the more instant satisfaction, the better off you are. The, yeah. The better you are. Okay. You know, and, and so you're, you're dealing with that. There's a lot of factors involved. So, but as far as price goes, I don't think when people say, oh, things are so expensive, I really don't think they are. I think they're kind of fairly priced at where things should be right now. Yeah. There's people out there trying to make money, but. Well, again, here's the thing they're pricing their product. So that they can make a profit and make more. Which yeah. really, when the garage kid hobby started, isn't that what you wanted to do? Yeah. Okay. So it it's... And X Plus has been around forever. And I'll tell you something. If Dude. you think the price of model kits are bad, okay. All right. Go start looking up comic books from the 70s. Dude, I was just talking to somebody about And those. 60s and 70s and even 80s. And I'm on a few of these groups, and I see these guys are like so excited that I've got this copy of whatever that I bought on the newsstand for cover price when I was collecting comics. And they're so excited about it, and it's a shit comic. Okay. But that's the thing. A lot of people, because the economy is so bad, and the Mm -hmm. stock market's so bad, and interest rates have been like ridiculous. Like you, my savings account, you can't make any money on a savings account anymore. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people went and bought comics and are buying comics now thinking that that's going to be, and I know someone who's doing it and he's trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff now. Cause I think the bottom's going to fall out here pretty quick on some of that stuff, but man, comics, you're right. Are super expensive. I mean, and I look at when I got out of comics, when I say I got out of comics, when I sold my collection in 92, 
I had a lot of key issues and a lot of stuff that, and it was in great condition. And I know if it got slabbed today and graded, would be worth a shit ton of money, yeah. which is another whole thing I don't understand. But I've got this bookcase behind me that has almost every Marvel comic that I ever wanted to read in hardcover form. Yeah, but you were looking at it the wrong way. No, most piece, these guys don't want to read them. They don't care. Yeah, and see, that's where I had a problem. And same with when I collected Aurora model kits. Okay, you got to the point where you couldn't read them because every time you read one. The value went down a little more because you opened that spine up a little more, no matter how careful you were. And it's a paper product, especially the early stuff. So what does time do to paper? Okay. So, and I was a condition freak, man. I liked my shit in in All right, so you condition. just hit on something in the uh, 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 conundrum. So mm-hmm. you like to read your comics, correct? Yes. How come you don't like to build your models? I do. I just haven't done it. But oh. you're absolutely right. And trust me, most of these books are still sealed in plastic. Okay. <laughs> but a lot of them I have read already. Yeah, yeah. So back and them. Gotcha. But when I collected Aurora kits, my initial intention was get all the monsters, get all the superheroes, build them all, be done. But then when I realized, and this is back then, that this Wonder Woman kit that is worth $300, if I build it, is going to be worth about 100 Okay. Yeah. Um, boy, that really sucks. You know? And but you're doing it, it for the, like, and that's me. Like, I just didn't, I, I don't expect any of this to be worth anything. But so I, I was thankful that when I got back in, that Polar Lights came around, because I yeah. got so much stuff that I had, and there's only a few things that I never got back. One of them was an Aurora Penguin, and uh, I really think that was the only one that I didn't get back in some form. And I actually do have a resin Aurora Penguin somewhere, but it, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, and even some of the resin stuff has done that now, but again, I, I'm not looking at the resin kits. I never thought resin kits would be collectible. And then you run into the Janus kits that are like four or five hundred dollars. I ran into that Forbidden Zone kit so, that I showed okay, you guys so the other day. Was the, the, the Kid Kong Dracula right now. That thing's going for like uh, someone just posted another one for like three seventy five. I saw. Did it sell? I don't know. It was on a forum somewhere. I don't know. It wasn't on eBay. Or three fifty. I'm gonna. I might. Mine might be coming to Wonderfest. <laughs> if you're looking for a, the Kid Kong Dracula. I think it's coming and, with. And again, because um, I, and then, here's the thing I'd much rather have Tony's X plus plastic one at this point. Because it's smaller. It's not a big, giant, quarter scale mm-hmm. Dracula. Well, I got a lot of those KitCon kits, and I'm thinking about selling them because they are so big. They're yeah. cool. But yeah, they're, they're kind of big. Um, like I, said, I really like that Aurora scale, like that just one tenth to one eighth. Like one sixth, not a big quarter skill. It's just I don't have the room anymore. Mm-hmm. I know, like thinking like prices for bust marks. I'm just like he's selling this creature fifty bucks, right? That's perfect. I think price for that. Done. Paint it. Have fun, and you're done. 
So, so then you're running into now the price of 3D printed kits. And I don't know if you want to go into that at all. Um, we're going, we're kind of long. Maybe we'll do a sequel on, on that, but we could touch on it for a second. We're at well, an hour and a half already. Yeah. And, and again, I, I like to keep my prices down, but it's hard because what people don't realize is, and you know, we've touched on this. We were just talking about this. Too, there, yeah. There's a couple formulas out there where it's, $3 an hour printing time plus the cost of the resin. Okay. And sometimes that works out really cheap for people. And sometimes those printing times eat you up. And there's guys out there, there's ranges of pricing that I've seen that are, I look at it and go, you know, there's guys that'll charge a setup fee before they even print it. They have a setup fee. I don't think they're wrong for it. Because it does take time. Yeah. Um, I like doing it, so I don't really worry about it. But the other stuff that takes time, and with 3D prints. This is what we were talking about. Yeah, if you're buying 3D prints, just keep this in mind, and we won't go too deep. But first of all, the materials you go through. You go through more paper towels and rubbing alcohol. What do you? And and shit. uh, Okay, hold on, time out. Since you did both, you've produced resin kits and you're printing. What's more involved? Like what is at, like what do you have more wasted materials doing? Well, you have wasted materials, um, three D printing because of support. Okay. I'm well, I'm okay. Expendable materials, not wasted. What? So oh, I use way more paper towels. I was I mean, say, I, that's yeah. what I mean, like paper towel type stuff. So alcohol, I use way like more paper gloves. towels. I use way more alcohol. Just alcohol, regular alcohol for cleaning. Not counting the denatured alcohol they use for cleaning the parts. Alcohol has gone up in price since we've been doing this. It has yes. De- at Home denatured Depot, alcohol was ten dollars a gallon. It's now thirty, I think, when I saw it at Home Depot. No, denatured. Yeah. No, thirteen ninety nine at Menards still. So Menards, yes. Hold on, keep talking. Home Depot calls it fuel. That's why they're getting so much money for it. So it's yeah, twenty four ninety nine for a gallon. That's an ace. And it was, was, yeah, it was like 11 bucks. And I didn't know Menard sold it like this because I never saw it. So a five gallon you can get at Menard's for 48 bucks. You can get a five gallon of it? Yeah. A gallon at Menard's is still 13.34. Yeah, it's still, but it was 11 a year ago. Oh, it was 10.99. I remember it was 10.99. Yeah. So, but anyway, so it's another expense. Okay. Gloves, another expense. Okay. Now, then you run into just the things you have to buy, the rubber mats, the UV light to thing, you know. Um, but the time, the time. I was the, just going to say the time. It, it, the time, okay. But I will tell you this. Whenever I did traditional resin casting, you could never figure your time was free. Okay. And so, so far, I still look at it that way on this. I'm having okay. a hard time doing that. Like, it's just charging based on resin and print time. I can't. It's like I'm spending more time curing the inside and removing supports and packing boxes than I am doing anything else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the part that's eating me up. And I'm like, man, is this really worth it to do this for people? Well, so to, to cure this. You're about 60 seconds on the inside. 
And then not to mention the five minutes on the outside. Now, luckily, we have the washing cure. If you didn't have the washing cure, well, then you'd be dorking around with that, too. Okay? That's another thing. If you're going to resin print, don't cheap out. Yeah. Okay? You're going to spend some money. And again, like you said, the price of that resin is so expensive. But the joy of it is you can print hollow. Yeah, you can print hollow. You don't have to buy rubber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> buy other stuff. But so yeah, I, it's plus. so it, I, it's, I get it. Everyone kind of comes at this from a different place in terms of price, knowing like where how they grew up, what they had, what their job is and where they are in life. They like things are it's. So I'm not trying to bag on anyone at all. And I don't mean, Phil, please don't take it like I was. I just thought it was a great jumping off point to use what no, I said. And, and, and again, I'm not trying to do that. You know, I want a Ferrari too, but I'm driving a minivan. Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, it's unfortunate. I'm not trying to sound like a cold bastard, but, you know, you got to go with what you can afford. And if you can't afford the $65 kit, yeah, then you're going to have to buy the $25 kit. Or you're going to have to save and buy the $60 kit when you can. Or save and buy a printer <laughs> and print yourself stuff for 10 bucks. Buy, get You can give free files. And again, I'm, I'm not trying to yeah, sound like yeah. some holier-than-thou asshole. No. I'm just saying that it's... Yeah. It's... Yeah. There's things you got to take into consideration, that's all. Yeah. You know. All right, man. You ready for emails? We got one. Okay, let's have it. From... And I... So he gave me the pronunciation before, and I since deleted that email, and I probably have forgot. So if I get this wrong, from Mike Ziamba, first off, I wanted to give a shout out to Jamie Sai as a stand-up guy. That is very true. Uh, he has been printing some kits for me, and in That's one some bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in one of the kits, he inadvertently left out one of the pieces. When I let him know, he apologized profusely and rectified it immediately. He also sent me two small printed figures, which wasn't necessary, but appreciated. You don't often get that kind of customer service. We love our Jamie Sai. We'll be next to him at Wonderfest. He's like a saint. <laughs> he really is. Uh, so head on over to 3D. Uh, oh, my God. My brain just dope. 3D Prints and Garage Kits Facebook group. That's where Jamie Sai's running that. Join up there. And there's some great stuff going on there. We haven't had to ban anybody. There's been no drama. Drama. It's been pretty nice. Thanks to Model Club TV listeners, I've been able to obtain Dr. Frankenstein and Igor kit, which I plan to use in my Dr. Frankenstein lab diorama. I was hoping for a review of some of the balsa foam Scott was supposed to review back in the early days of Model Club TV, but to no avail, it never happened. I purchased paint and sculpt boards from Amazon. The floor and diorama is carved, and I need to add a thin coat of resin to it before painting. As of now, it seems to work well for carving. I will have to wait and see how it takes the resin. Uh, any uh, update on the balsa foam review? Well, I'm getting my room back. And I can set a camera up in there. So it may happen sooner than later. That being said, <laughs> I, I'm just going to touch on a few things. and I don't know how this carving foam is. But I know with balsa foam, you didn't have to put resin in it. You could seal it with artist uh, gesso. Just, yeah. I've done it with both. Okay. And um, the resin, man, you got to work fast. Now, you work fast, and you have to make sure it's mixed up pretty good. Yeah. And because the resin's had, going to... Yeah. Um, 
I've had parts that didn't cure and then the paint wouldn't stick right to it. Yeah, and it's a mess. So, but the resin is going to make it harder and it's going to make it more durable, but I have a solution. Hmm. I have a new solution. UV resin. UV resin. Maybe. Because people, the people do that with uh, 3D prints with their filament printing. I'll bet you could. That's your job. Balsa foam, 3D UV resin, brush it on, hit it with the light. Done. See what happens, huh? That might work. Okay, another paragraph. One of the nice things about the show is learning about the new kit issues and the last one on Dirty Down was very informative. I don't have a local retailer that carries the product, so I purchased the three bottles directly from Goblinut. I gave the rust a try on a Hulk model, and while it is not exactly where I want it, it does create an excellent rust look. I was glad the owner, Mark, mentioned not to seal it as I was just about to do that and would have ruined the effect. It will take a bit of practice, but it appears to be the best product on the market for rust, and I'm looking forward to using the other two. Awesome. Uh, sorry, I'm not able to go to Wonderfest, but my wallet will probably be happy. But since I live in New Jersey, I will be going to Jersey Fest and I'll probably drop a wad of cash there. Thanks to the two of you for hosting this show and keeping the hobby alive. I will send along a few images for the gallery. And I'll have those here at the end in the gallery. Thank you, Mike, for sending that in. Great email. And that's the show, everybody. Scott, anything you want to add here at the end? Yeah, let's keep our friend Phil and our thoughts and prayers and positive vibes or whatever we do. And um, I don't have any significant update in since last episode, but um, yeah, there we we've got that, and it, it's just uh, it just it bothers me. That's all. So yeah, I think we'll be talking more about it here soon. So yeah, uh, yeah, head on over to the Discord. All information is down below for everything we mentioned today. Uh, one more episode before Wonderfest, and uh, we'll see you there. We'll have a table. We're going to try and maybe do a live stream at some point yeah. since Scott yeah. can't be there. We'll try and get him involved somehow. Um, have a great couple weeks, everybody. We'll see you soon. I hope this episode wasn't boring. It was just a conversation we thought we'd like. I don't know. We'll see. We'll get hate mail. If you hated us, let us know. I'd love to hear. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, Scott. Goodbye. Oh, you said goodbye back. <laughs>